For the Daily Princetonian, I'm Katherine Shaudia. You're listening to Daybreak. Today we'll cover the Tigers' softball season, a strike at Rutgers University, a mass shooting in Louisville, and an update on Russia's detainment of American journalist Ivan Gershkovich. It's Tuesday, April 11th. Warm weather means the spring season from Princeton Athletics is in full swing. Last week, we brought you updates on the Tigers' baseball season, so today, I'm sitting down with sports writer Tony Owens to catch up on the Tigers' softball season and take a look at how Princeton is faring against this year's competition. Hello, I'm Tony Owens. I am a junior, and I am the Prince softball beat writer. How did the games against Columbia go over the weekend? Yeah, so they went very well. They played Columbia three times. Uh, in the first game, I believe Princeton won 7-1. to one. Uh, They won 5-4 to four in the second game, and then 8-0 via the run rule in the third game. And how do the Tigers stack up against the other IVs in their conference? Very well. They're actually leading the Ivy League right now. I believe they're 10-2 in Ivy League play, uh, one game ahead of Harvard, who's 9-3. and three. Can you also tell us what are the Tigers' biggest strengths? I would say for one, uh, pitching. Uh, their sort of star pitcher, Alexis Laudenslager, she threw a no-hitter in the most recent game, which means she went the whole game without allowing the other team to get a single hit. And she's also pitched really well in our previous games. I believe in her last five games, she hasn't allowed a single earned run. So I'd say that's definitely a big strength, being able to limit the other team offensively to the point where your offense needs to do less to be able to win the game. Okay, thank you. In more local news, yesterday, an estimated 9,000 faculty members full and part-time at Rutgers University went on strike for the first time in a school's history. Three unions led the efforts. Rutgers AAUPAFT, which represents full-time faculty, graduate workers, postdocs, teachers, and counselors. The Rutgers Adjunct Faculty Union, which represents part-time lecturers, and the AAUPBHSNJ, which represents faculty teaching at Rutgers Medical and Public Health Facilities. Following almost a year of unsuccessful talks between the unions and universities, University officials, 94% of union members voted in favor of the strike, citing dissatisfaction with issues of pay increase and job security for adjunct professors. Rutgers University has stated that all union members are expected to continue working, arguing that a strike by public sector workers is illegal in New Jersey. The unions have resisted this calm, deeming the university's position delusional and mendacious. In a Twitter post yesterday, unionization in higher education is a hot topic and continues to spark conversation on Princeton's campus as the Princeton Graduate Students United Union has ramped up or organizing efforts this year. In national news yesterday morning, a 25-year-old man killed four and injured at least nine people at a bank in downtown Louisville, Kentucky. Police announced that the shooter was live-streaming the rampage and was later shot dead by the police as he opened fire on the scene. The motive of the shooting is unknown, but it has been reported by police that the gunman had a connection with the bank and was a former employee. One of the victims was the vice president of Old National Bank, Thomas Elliott, a close friend of Kentucky Governor Andy Beshear. Governor Beshear ran his 2015 attorney general campaign out of the bank building. The mass shooting comes amidst a national conversation on gun control in the aftermath of the convent school shooting which occurred just two weeks ago in neighboring Tennessee as saw the loss of six lives including three children. In a tweet later in the day, President Biden expressed his condolences to the victims and the community and openly called for congressional action from the Republicans to curb gun violence. In international news yesterday, the U.S. Department of State labeled Evan Gershkovich wrongfully detained by Russian authorities. This update surfaced as the war in Ukraine continues to rage on its 14th month. Gershkovich was arrested in late March by security services in Russia has been charged with espionage, classifying him as a political hostage in the eyes of the U.S. government. In a statement released by the State Department, the U.S. calls on Russia to release Gershkovich, stating, journalism is not a crime. Today on campus, you might see groups of young faces walking around. That's because it's the first season of Princeton Preview. Prospective students will spend the day on campus, but in a departure from previous years, they will not be staying in dorms overnight. The next preview season will be next Tuesday, April 18th. You will hear from some of those prospective 
prospective students in tomorrow's episode, so be sure to tune in. Today, expect partly cloudy skies with a high of 74 and low of 54. That's all for daybreak today. Today's episode was written by Connor Kim, Zach Lee, Eden Tashoma, and me. Sound engineered by Isabel Jacobson and produced under 147th Managing Board of the Prince. Our theme was composed by Ed Horan, class of 2022, for the Daily Princetonian. I'm Katavan Shaudia. Have a wonderful day.